Welcome to Basecamp for Men. I'm your host, Tony Rezac. This is the show that gives you insights and resources on how to live a more courageous life. We'll be looking at men, the current state of masculinity, and how to create a more inspiring narrative for all men. Welcome and let's get started. Hello, base campers. Hope you're all doing well. Today's episode is a health and lifestyle episode with my wife and life partner, Lisa. She is an extremely intuitive person and someone that I depend on over the course of nearly 30 years. Uh, She will often pinpoint uh, things in my health that I don't quite uh, have a grasp on, or she will affirm an insight that I'm already having about my health, as she did in this episode we will share with you today. If you have a TV and watch it regularly or semi-regularly, you can't miss it. The non-stop advertisements in primetime for all sorts of pharmaceutical products with every name imaginable. Humira, Keytruda, Gardasil, Skyrizi, Ozempic, the list goes on and on and on. And all the names sort of sound the same, don't they? And as many of you know, I've been recovering from shingles the past six weeks. Blah, but... I've emerged grateful for my health after a harrowing brush with the pharmaceuticals that were prescribed for me. And people were quick to tell me, hey, I bet you wish you had the vaccine now, or I bet you won't miss the next shingles vaccine. They're sort of missing the larger point. My stand is to have optimal health for my body, mind, and spirit. And for me, at least, the best way is to avoid all pharmaceutical products as much as I can, as in damn near always. I compare it to someone who loves hiking and being out in nature. If that person rolled their ankle and needed to be in an ankle wrap for a month, do you really think that person would never go out and enjoy nature again? Life happens, man. When it does, I, for one, don't feel like I need to cave on all my principles. And I learned a lot from having shingles. And actually, optimal health seems to be very tied to learning, at least it has been for us. And my heart goes out to all those who struggle to feel good and have found themselves on a bunch of these products. Man, I was on just one for a month and it scared the shit out of me. I just wasn't myself, as you will hear me and Lisa talk about. I'm not giving medical advice, but human to human, I can share with you that being on lots of these products really scares me. I know from experience that you can build a health team that has a traditional MD as part of the team, just not the whole team. But you might also have a naturopathic doctor and a chiropractor. You might see a nutritionist or a good body worker, colonic hydrotherapist or an acupuncturist or maybe a yoga teacher or a somatic movement teacher. There are tons of resources to help you reframe and optimize your health. It takes a bit of time and money and a certain trial and error to find the right combination that is uniquely suited to you, but it's kind of fun to try all these things and damn the health and vitality that are yours are absolutely priceless enjoy the episode My guest today is Lisa Rezac. Lisa is a fundraising auctioneer, a walk away from the left and their woke agenda, and the chairperson for the legislative district number 32 right here in Seattle. She's also been my life partner for the past 28 years. Here is my interview with Lisa Rezac. All right. I am here with Lisa Rezac all the way from downstairs. Uh, my life partner and soulmate, Lisa Rezac, baby mama, uh, patriot, truther, Lisa Rezac. Lisa, welcome back to Base Camp for Men. It's good to have you back on the show. What? what? <laughs> yeah. yeah woo, woo. It's you good know, to have you back, actually. Yeah. We're going to talk all about that. Um, yeah. You know, uh, I had, I don't think I've had you on in season five and I'm just kind of waiting for the right time. And it just kind of, 
I was sort of planning on maybe waiting and just having you on sometime at the beginning of the next season. But then I got shingles and things happened. And all of a sudden, I was like, I really want to do this episode with you. So I'm so glad that you're so available to have this conversation, <laughs> first yeah, of all. Yeah, it's super appropriate. Um, I think just... Um, you know, where we are uh, a couple days before Thanksgiving um, to just talk about this and what's important. And uh, I think that was just emphasized with you being, you know, getting shingles and everything. And yeah, so I'm excited to be here. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we, I would say uh, as a family, one of our big core values is health, um, that we put a high priority on um, each other's health and that it is really a a knowledge base that that you and I have dug into for a long time uh, to try to optimize our vitality and our energy. Um, and so we don't we're really a pharma free family. And there's I know there's a lot of people that could probably make that claim, but there's a lot of people that that rely on pharmaceuticals. And I think, you know, this episode, I just want to share some of our observations and then my recent brush with them and then get your insights on them. So as, as the listeners know, I got shingles. Uh, I did not get the shingles vaccine. Um, I had chicken pox naturally when I was a kid and I don't want to get into like how it occurred. Like it came on slow. I wasn't sure what it was. Uh, it, I ended up, you know, at the ER thinking it was, it was, uh, uh, kidney stones and they didn't know what it was and said, you, you're all your blood work. It, blood work is really healthy. We don't know what it is. They gave me one day's worth of pain meds and sent me home. And then, and then finally the next mm -hmm. day, here comes the shingles, you know, the classic shingles around the torso, the rash and blisters. And, you know, I went to a regular doctor, uh, walk-in clinic and he's like, yep, you got shingles. We're going to give you gabapentin. Uh, three weeks worth, you're going to be in a lot of pain for three to five weeks. Um, and so I'm like, okay, I'm just kind of going to grit down and get through this. I wasn't thinking there was any other way to treat it or to make it easier for myself. Um, and when I ran out of those, I got on Tylenol four with codeine and coming off of the pharma. I realized I had this kind of this kind of mystical moment where as I was going through it, like I don't feel like it's blunting the pain. And something was happening to my my sort of consciousness. Like th the thoughts I was thinking weren't myself. Like I really felt like that last couple weeks, I started to realize, and I think there was divine guidance. I, I I told you, I thought your mom, your 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 late mm -hmm. mother, came to me who also had shingles, mm -hmm. and I swear she was whispering to me. She was saying, "Tony, you have got to get off all the pain meds because that's what's going to be, that's what's holding it in place right now. Not the shingles itself, but there's something that's not right about you right now." And I just realized that I was. The thoughts I were thinking were stuff that I would never think, not mm -hmm. suicidal, but just like really despair. Like I'm never going to get better. And, you know, we're not winning, uh, you know, just really, really defeatist victim. Mm -hmm. um, I can't, I can't, I'm never going to get all the way better. Uh, just things that normally I would never, ever think in a million years. And it wasn't until I got off 
of the pain meds, the pharmaceuticals, and I was dependent on them. I was like wanting more and calling the doctor. I need more of these things. And, you know, once I got off, it's like this giant fog lifted off of me and I'm, I'm still in some pain, but I feel like myself and I was feeling my, myself like literally two days after I got off mm-hmm. of them. And I just wanted to get your perspective because you watched me, you know, oh, I got something going on to, you know, well, I'm just getting yeah. pain meds because I'm in a lot of pain. So yeah. the doctor's telling me take these and of course I'm going to take them because I, yeah. I, I want, I don't want to be in pain. I'm trying to sleep. So what, what did you notice throughout all that, that episode? Yeah, you were, you know you were walking around you you were like a zombie you know and um you like a little bit like a ghost and um you know i knew you were in a lot of pain and when you're in a lot of pain you're you're just you're just dealing with that and you were very tired um but i think you know in that moment i came home from the y and um and you just sat down and you were very um you know, you're like, Lisa, I have something to tell you, you know? And I was like, you know what? And, and you were like, those, those pain meds, they, 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 they're not, they're, um, they're making me not right. You know, I forget mm-hmm. how you said it, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, they're, they're not, they're doing bad things to me. And, um, and you're like, I got off of them and I'm not going to be on them. And I was like, yeah, I go, you don't seem white, right. Like you're, you were humped over in this hunched over in this way. Mm-hmm. And, um, and like I said, you were, you were like this, like a ghost, you weren't really there. And also we were, we started to fight. Like um, there was stuff going on with Lucas, like things just started to unravel. We got in a big kind of family argument over the weekend and you just, you just weren't there. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, I think the, the thing that most stood out to me was um, it doesn't surprise me that, the, that you had that moment with my mom as well, you know, mm-hmm. um, that she's kind of like, Tony, you know, you, this is, this isn't good. Um, but I think that it's the way that um, you 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 just weren't present. Oh, and then that was the other thing. Um, we also over the weekend we uh, sat down. There was the Lord of the Rings was on, mm-hmm. and um, and that one scene. I remember I kind of sat down next to you at one moment, and it was the scene with the, I never remember any of their names. Um, the, but the, king was, of, the King of Rohan, yeah. The King of Rohan, yeah. And um, and he he had a wor- was it worm tongue? You said yeah, worm tongue. Worm tongue was in his ear, and he went from looking like you know this vibrant man, forty-five um, year old, and he aged like forty years. He was this like hunched over, gray haired, mm-hmm. and he was she was just checked out, and that's what it was like. And it was like something was in your ear, and it, it, there was like a spell over you. And yeah. when you sat down and said, "Lisa, it's it's you know that's got me," literally twenty-four hours later, I was like, "Oh, you're back." I yeah. could see it in your eyes. It was just 24 hours and it was like that fast, just like in the Lord of the Rings where the spell was taken off of him. But there, it was like there was a spell, uh, you know, being cast over you. And, mm-hmm. you know, you mentioned the, you know, the pharma free family. And that's a phrase I actually started saying a couple of weeks ago, um, realizing the prevalence of you know, things that people are on the, you know, all the pharmaceuticals that, that people are on. And obviously we're not opposed to it. We are going to use conventional medicine yeah. to get us through something. You know, we're not, we're not going to try to, you know, patch up a broken arm at home. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> we're not, um, uh, what is the, the, the guy putting stitches in his own arm, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, we're not going to do that, but, um, but it's, but it's like that, that we're going to rely on 
you know, like the innate wisdom of our bodies to heal ourselves. What does our body need? Um, And it's just this push towards pharmaceuticals, you know? And so in this moment, we needed them. We thought they would work, but I actually have the same reaction to painkillers as as that, is that Mm -hmm. they don't help with the pain. Um, They make me sick. They make me nauseous. They make me dizzy and they don't help with the pain. And that was something you said was just like, I was taking them and the pain wasn't getting better and it was like getting worse. Yeah. And that was like, that was like a really disturbing moment to like hear what that was like for you. Yeah, exactly. Well, and then, you know, and this is no judgment on people that, I mean, that take pharmaceuticals because almost, I mean, it is like, I don't know what the, I've never seen a breakdown, a pie chart, but I mean, it's got to be four and five or on, you know, probably multiple. Um, but it, it's such a vicious uh, circle because you know almost everything you take uh comes with a whole bunch of side effects uh possible side effects and so if you get a couple of those squirting out into your awareness then and your answer is i'm going to go to the doctor and see if i can get a pharmaceutical for this and they give you something else i mean that's the domino i think there's a lot of people who just don't know how they haven't been themselves in a long time yeah. and they're really kind of not that aware of it. They're like, you know, I wasn't myself for a few weeks, you know, a year ago, but then I got the right meds and then, yeah, I got, you know, I've got st- stomach problems or I have migraines or, you know, uh, I just have severe anxiety. You know, they're always like, there's always some symptom coming out of it. Cause these are really strong drugs. I think they yeah. kind of, I think they fooled people into thinking, well, the doctor wouldn't prescribe you something super strong. That's going to impact your, your, your mind and stuff like that. But they, they absolutely impact you across the spectrum. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. And on two, two things about this. First, I got mm. to see my dad who had dementia and he had the same reaction you were having, like when he said he was in pain. And so they say that you have a different, like the relationship when you have dementia to pain gets kind of convoluted. And so he was like, I'm in pain, I'm in pain. And so we were giving him pain kills and he's like, it's not enough. It's not enough. And that's exactly what you said. You're yeah. like, it wasn't enough. And I saw him do that to the point where, I mean, it, it was like, he had so much, was it, was, what was it? Uh, methadone, mm-hmm. um, you know, that, I mean, it seemed like it could have killed a horse and he was still saying I'm in pain. And we looked at that at one point and went, this isn't possible. This is yeah. you're not in pain. You you you're hardly feeling anything with the levels of narcotics that we're giving you right now. Right. So that was exactly what you said, which was like it was like it distorted your perception of pain. Yeah, yeah. And he was on morphine, I think. Right, morphine. He, that was yeah, it. Thank you. Yep, yep. And then the second thing is, is that for me personally, I'm really blessed. I have battled with, um, you know, uh, just, I wouldn't say depression, but, um, you know, keeping myself buoyed and buoyed and, and up, but I've, I've never gotten on anti-anxieties or antidepressants. Um, and, um, it's just something I didn't want to do. And I've, I've taken alternative and more natural approaches to it. And I've been very diligent. We, I've talked about this with you on mm-hmm. this podcast before that I have to be very, um, um, you know, making sure that I keep myself up with all my different things. So, but after my mom died, mm-hmm. my dad went wackadoodle and, um, it was, it was just awful. He was really, he was verbally abusive and all these things. Mm-hmm. And I got super, I was never more anxious and I was really depressed and it was January. And I was like, okay, I, I need help. I'm going to do it. I'm going to get on antidepressants. 
Oh my gosh. Dios mio. I couldn't get off the couch for two weeks. I, you, you probably remember this. Mm-hmm. It was horrible. I was mm-hmm. nauseous, sick, dizzy, and the thoughts weren't any better. And that was a moment that we had. I was like, these are really, really strong drugs, yeah. you know, and I got off of them and I've never looked back. And through, through Al-Anon, I, I, I have no more depression and no more anxiety. It doesn't mean I don't get it at times, but I realized that because I did it. I tried those drugs and they were awful. And these people are like, that they say they don't feel well and they're on them. I'm like, you, you don't even know what you're taking. And I, and I, I don't mean that as a judgment, but it's just like you're on these and you don't have a a perception anymore of the level of drugs that you're taking. They're, they're not really the magic pill that the commercial's telling you it is. Sometimes it might it might get to the symptom that you're noticing and give you a couple other new symptoms, but a lot of times it doesn't really take care of what you actually are getting it for. I yep. know sometimes, you know, people are like, Hey, look, I went to the doctor and my, you know, my cholesterol's down or something like that. Um, but that also can come with um, some other things that you're going to be seeking help for. So there, it's always a trade-off. One of the things that you and I were marveling at, uh, you know, on TV, uh, Jaws was uh, showing the movie Jaws. Steven Spielberg. Uh, they they had showed it for about a month, you know, and so we, we watched a lot of movies while you were we were on the couch. We, yeah, we did, and, and we were just marveling. We were marveling at the way people looked. Uh, and what did you notice? Like, here's a movie from the late seventies, early eighties, and you can see the extras and the people around, and you know, yeah. first of all. They look a lot better. I know a lot of them are smoking cigarettes, but I mean, just the way that their bodies look and stuff, they just look so much more active and healthy. Yeah. I've noticed that for a long time. Mm. Um, If you look at the extras in the movies from the seventies, they're all like, they look fit and trim. And obviously that being fit and looking that way does not equate healthiness, not, you know, per se. Um, But, um, you know, I think they've said that we've gained 50 pounds in the last years, that the average person is now 50 pounds heavier than we were. I think it's 40 or 50 pounds than we yeah. were in the 70s. That's a lot. And, and the yeah. one thing we can say, I, I, this is a fact, whether they're the fit and trim was healthy, you know, whatever, I, but that we were on way less pharmaceuticals back then. Absolutely. Way less than that. I don't, you know, that would be easy to probably figure out. So, we were on wayless pharmaceuticals, and so it was just you know, and and the the thing is is that the uh, uh, life expectancy hasn't gone up in fifty years. It's 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 stagnated. Mm-hmm. So don't say that these pharmas or what, whatever you know is, is making us live longer because it's not right now. Um, but yeah, they just they're all thin and trim, and um, and they don't have all the plastic surgery, and they don't have all the the things and the fake boobs and all that kind of stuff, you know. So yeah, it's it's if you just look at them, it. We look a lot different as a whole. We do. Yeah. You know, it's, it's so, I just think like, I understand why people, a lot of people trust their doctors. Like they were raised that way. I think our generation, Gen X, I mean, there's a handful of boomer that, that became naturopathic doctors and, and nutritionists and stuff. But I think our generation really was the first that, you know, was kind of critical. I, I wasn't, had an option. Yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't. And my journey wasn't like, oh, these corrupt doctors. I've never really thought that. Um, I just 
the more I was fortunate, I was, I was in alternative health myself for a long time. So what that afforded me was I was always around people that were really smart about their health, like people that on that had that were acupuncturists and movement people and different body workers and and colonic hydrotherapy. I mean, I mm. I was exposed to everything with an eye on optimizing your health, and not that much of it had to do with going to a traditional medical doctor unless you had to. That was kind of the the ethos was like there's all these natural things to strengthen your health to keep you away from hospitals and having to do crazy stuff like a bunch of pharmaceutical drugs to try to, you know, chase your tail on this condition that you have. Um, and, you know, so I don't blame, I, I understand the whole, the older generation, like my parents that are like, well, who knows health is my general practitioner and I'm going to go there. And if he or she tells me, you know, take these drugs. This is going to make you, this is going to optimize your health and make sure you exercise beyond that. They're not really locked into any of the technology in alternative health or naturopathic doctors. They just understand so much more because their education isn't, you know, sort of driven by pharmaceutical companies. Uh, you know, the pharmaceutical companies, they, they fund the medical schools, they fund the textbooks. So, and doctors to no fault of their own, really. Like I don't blame doctors. I know a bunch of good doctors, right? They right. are, they, and also, and, yeah. and and also, nine out of top nine out of ten doctors recommend you know Marlboro cigarettes. Remember, they used so, to. yeah, yeah, know? yeah, yeah. So it's it's it it is in it was there. They were used to promote certain things. You know, Philip sure. Morris. You know, so but go ahead. You were saying that yeah, well, you just, don't you don't just, begrudge the doctors, of course. I I, I don't. You know, for every brave doctor like Paul, like the pediatrician, Paul Thomas, who came out against pharma and the vaccine schedule. Cause he said, wait a minute, I'm seeing all these different, uh, you know, autism and ADHD and all these different things. And I'm really suspicious of the vaccine schedule that they barely went over in medical school with us, you know? And so he was courageous, many doctors. And again, I'm not condemning the individual doctor. They are incentivized to go along with it and not rock the boat. They live in good houses. They make a lot of money. If I was an MD, would I go against the grain and say, wait a minute, hold on a second. You know, maybe I wouldn't because I'm living in Mercer Island or, you know, I, I've got it really good. I'm close to retirement. I don't want to be ostracized because they'll throw you under the bus. If you start speaking out the way the hospitals and the, and the, and the, you know, the medical community, if you start speaking against the, the party line, Oh, dude, they will fucking throw you under the bus. They will, they, you'll get your license taken away or they'll threaten to take your license away. They'll sue you, you know? And so the doctors, even though there's probably more than we think know how corrupt it is and know that the medical field is really bought by pharma, big pharma, uh, a lot of them are just don't want to, they don't want to deal with it. And so it's up to citizen journalists and, and, and just people to say, hey, wait a minute, there's this whole other field of knowledge around health. They're, the doctors aren't going to give it to you because they can't, right? I don't know. I, I, that's a lot, but I just... Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. You, 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 you covered a lot there. I think, uh, you know, uh, it's complex. 
you know, and it's not, there's no magic bullet answer for what's happened. And, you know, anytime we want to throw one aspect of the system under the bus, it's, it's just, it's not, that's not the, that's only just part of it, you know, and then these are just people making a living. um, And there's very, you know, there's a lot of good with what they do. Mm -hmm. Um, I think there's, I think there's a system behind them, you know, and, and, And doctors would be like, you know, don't say I'm being used by this. Uh, you know, I'm I'm not stupid. You know, I know what's going on. And that's not also what we're saying. Right. Um, I think that, you know, this is, well, there's a couple different things you said. But one was that, you know, I don't know if you remember, but for me, I'm, I've got a different I'm a, I'm a woman. I have a different constitution than you. You, you've been a very, very healthy person. Well, I started having symptoms, um, and like recurring, um, symptoms in my twenties. And, um, and it was like candida, um, recurring. I had hives, um, you know, it was autoimmune stuff. And I, I started in my, when I was 15 and it just kept getting, you know, I would, every year it was like, I would grow another symptom. I would, I would get another symptom. By the time I was in my, late twenties, I was, I was tired. I had these symptoms. And and every time I went to the conventional doctor, they just said, slather this on it, take this pill or whatever. And Mm -hmm. I'm a very, I just have a very sensitive body. And it was just, I could tell it wasn't working and it was making things worse. And so that drove me to alternative ways of healing my body. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, it's funny because I, you were, you were a rolfer so long ago that it's like, I don't think of that context for us anymore, but you worked in alternative health. So yep. here we had that access that other people do not have access to what you were just intrinsically um, um, curious about. And then I needed it. So mm-hmm. once I found a naturopathic doctor in my late twenties, I never looked back and I, and, and that solved these symptoms I had. It, they, they were, it cured them, you know, um, it doesn't mean I don't have to go back and kind of, you know, I, you know, keep up with my health. But so um, I was, I had to seek it out to, to heal myself. And that was the beginning of my journey of like owning my health. Um, I remember there was a book that I got um, and it was called Fit for Life. Mm. Um, this, and it was actually, even at that time, it was, it was a 20 year old book. And um, the one there was, it was, it's kind of about fasting and food combining and stuff like that. But what I really took away that I remember to this day was that it said, modern medicine wants to teach you, tell you that your body is inherently, you know, sick, is broken. And it's the exact opposite. Our bodies are inherently intelligent and healthy and Mm -hmm. vibrant. That is our birthright. That is our default. And all of a sudden it was that shift of like, instead of my body being a problem, something I had to solve, all of a sudden I was like, oh, I need to just get out of the way and let my body heal itself. Mm -hmm. And so it's a partnership with my body instead of it being a problem, you know? And so, and, and I feel really grateful and blessed that that's the perspective I have of my body now, but the pharmaceutical industry and all this conventional medicine tells you it's broken, it's bad, fix it, get it away, run. And they literally feed on our fear and our aversion to feel any suffering or Mm. dismay with our body. And so they're feeding on that. There's something wrong here. And, um, and it's particularly that suffering, you know, and that is where then we get all of a sudden, I got to get away from the, I don't want to suffer, you know, so I'm going to pop a pill, um, which it doesn't do what it says, but we don't want to deal with ourselves and we don't want to take 
responsibility for our bodies because I know I had to take real responsibility in that time. And I, I have to take it over and over and over again and know that this is my body. And I, along with my divine self, can heal my body. It's not, I'm not going to give it over there to a doctor. I partner with them with what I need, but they're not here to just give me a magic pill, you know? Right, right. Yeah. I, I, when I was, uh, when I was working in alternative health, when I was a structural body worker, you know, it, and this was true for all the people I found that were working in alternative health. I felt it felt like it was my duty to try lots of different things because my clients would come to me and maybe I could really help them with X, you know, especially with, Mm -hmm. with, with Rolfing, a lot of times they're coming in and going, my body doesn't feel great or my back hurts or I've got neck stiffness or whatever. So you're dealing with physical, but then they start telling you about more stuff and it might be psychological, could be marriage issues. So you got to, you have to have some good psychotherapists that you recommend people to, but sometimes we couldn't quite figure out what was going on or maybe it was digestive stuff. So I, I always felt like I needed to know, a really, I had to have a really great alternative health resource team yeah. around me so that I could point my clients to their healing because it might not be with me. And I was fine with that. Right. And, and, yeah. and that seemed to be the ethos of like a lot of that community is it's not, I got a client, me, me, me. It's, you know, what, really looking at the 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 client talking to them hearing the layers of what's going on in their own kind of suffering or or their disease whatever is going on and then going oh and then listening to your own intuition yeah. of you know what i think this this a session with this practitioner might be really really good for you cuz she's a master and she works a lot with the condition that you're kind of showing right now right yeah. um yeah. and you you had mentioned to me uh that you know you treat your own health like an experiment, uh, that Mm -hmm. you're, you're your own experiment. What, like, how do you go about doing that? Do you, do you, do you have the same thing where you try a lot of different things or do you just have things in your corner that, you know, work really well? Um, or are you constantly looking for kind of new inputs that might, uh, Mm -hmm. uh, help you feel better or Mm -hmm. age, age better even, you know? And I do want to say just to, you know, you just were mentioning, you know, putting people over and, you know, giving them ideas of, of, of another practitioner to go mm-hmm. to, you know, it's like, I've gone, I, I recently went to a conventional doctor um, because I got a rash that broke out on my arm and, you know, he was doing the same thing. He was problem solving, but I think what they have at their disposal is the pharmaceutical industry. And that for me, it's just, it's limiting and it's not mm-hmm. really helpful. Mm-hmm. So they definitely want to partner and put you with the right people as well, but maybe their solutions just are, we, we need new solutions now, you know? Right, right. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, um, no, I've, I feel so lucky because I have learned to, I don't know when it happened, but, um, to, I partner with my body. Um, and it's actually, it's, it's, I don't know if it's fun. Um, it actually kind of started from my back. My, my back was in, I, I had a really bad back pain for gosh, about, I don't know, a year or something like that. And, um, and, um, it, I was, it was kind of, it was, it's spiritual. And, um, I think it was like, God said to me at one point, will you doubt me or not, or, or doubt my love for you, even with a backache? And I was like, wow, no, mm-hmm. you know, no, I absolutely, this won't make me doubt you. And it was like, once I went through that, I realized that, um, 
nothing can have me doubt my love, the, the love of God for me, you know? And so it's like, the, I realized in that, that these are, these are ways for God to communicate with me. Um, and I, I hope I'm explaining that correctly. Yeah, no, but, it's clear, um, yeah. And so uh, I was like, in, in this, and it did come from retreat and it's just like, um, it was, what was the saying? Um, you know, uh, uh, yeah, now I'm getting my, I'm getting kind of lost in my conversation, but um, it was along the lines of, um, yeah, just will you doubt my love? And it's like, never, dear Lord, in a thousand years, you know, what else do you want to put at my doorstep if, so that I can know your love? Mm-hmm. And and it's like, and my back pain has since kind of gone away, you know? Yeah. Um, so anyways, one of the things that is a part of that is that um, if something comes up, then uh, I've got this really great book that I go to called The Secret Language of Your Body. And um, it's getting to the point where something can almost come up and I look at it and it's like, that's God telling me the underlying condition. So for example, I got that rash. And mm-hmm. so I went and looked in the book and um, it talked about resentment mm-hmm. and it was like a bell went off. And you, so things that have happened in the past several years, I didn't, I was angry and I didn't realize how much resentment then I was, um, I was, I was holding on to. And I realized in that moment, I can be hurt. I can be angry and, but to hold on to it and what I do with it now is my choice. And I was like, I don't need to be resentful about this. Like maybe I can be you know, um, uh, compassionate or forgiving. And so it's like the thing happened, but now I have a choice on what I do with it. And so all these different ailments or symptoms started to pop up. And it was like, it was just like God just going, Oh, now you, 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 this is a way for you to listen. Oh, good. You know, I'm going to, now I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you hives. <laughs> you know? yeah. And I was like, okay, okay, good. You know, so it's like, I get it. Let's do it in ways that, you know, God, let's do it we're, in ways that are maybe not less so itchy. <laughs> we're, we're, we're working through all your shadow stuff with physical symptoms that the, the book is pointing out as common patterns. I mean, that's kind of brilliant, right? It, like you're like, there's, oh, a, it there, is. and it recognizes the integration of your physical being and your emotional spiritual state, which they're so intertwined, but mainstream medicine only recognizes the material and the physical. It never recognizes the emotional spirit and especially spiritual stuff. Ex- like exactly. you have you have you have unresolved trauma. It will likely show up somewhere in your physical being at some point persistently. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the gift of like alternative medicine is that it doesn't leave out the spirit. It doesn't leave out the emotions. It doesn't leave out your marriage or your children or, you know, like all these different things that you got going on, uh, your body registers it. And, and, you know, some, some people are, you know, they're kind of tanks, you know, they, they, they might just keep stuffing things down and maybe they're not, you know, they're just, they're having subtle symptoms that they're not talking about, or they're not reporting, but it's happening. But if you're at all sensitive, uh, and you've done some work in this awareness field, uh, it the symptoms are going to show in the physical pretty quickly. Yeah, we're physical, we're, mental, right? emotional, spirit. We're physical, mental, emotional, spiritual beings, and that's yeah. the thing is they want to compartmentalize us. Oh, this right. isn't related to that. To the point where when my mom was in the hospital, she was having heart and she was having she had a stroke and then she was having heart issues and she had a back surgery and they're like, oh well, that doctor's up on the sixth floor and this doctor's up down yeah. on the second floor and it was just like you don't treat the whole body. It's like we're all there together. 
together. What, why are you, you know, it's, why is it all these different doctors and they wouldn't even communicate That's So you had to have somebody at the hospital. Mm -hmm. You have to be that one person advocating for the patient, making the doctors communicate. They don't do it. And I mean, that was stunning to me. And so it's the exact same thing. So when I go to my secret language of the body, because, you know, I'm looking up hives, um, you know, the, 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 the body is the most, is the third dimension. It's the most dense. So whatever we're dealing with in our mental and emotional, it's going to get, it's going to get into the body, you know, and, um, but these lights just go off for me and, um, and I'm like, okay, now, you know, here's the suffering. Don't be, don't try to push it away. You know, that's what we want to do. It's like, oh, I'm suffering. Oh, no, bad, bad, bad. You know, give me, give me chocolate or give me, you know, whatever. I don't want to deal with it. It's like, no, suffering is the doorway to the healing, you know? And so the hives is telling me something. Um, And so instead of, and yes, it is uncomfortable, but it's like, oh, here's an opportunity to be able to see what it's telling me. And it's really trying to get my attention because here's the thing. I push down the hives. It's going to grow into something I don't want, yeah, right? Exactly. And that is the blessing where God is like, he's given me the yellow flags and I'm like, thank you because we don't want to get it to a red flag. And if I yeah. got a red flag, I'd deal with that too, dear Lord. But this, these are, you know, these smaller ones, I'm like, thank you, thank you, thank you. You know, Please let me notice the whispering so I don't have to deal with the, the screaming the later. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm just going to say one more thing and then yeah. we'll get some gratitudes for Thanksgiving. Um yeah, you you touched on something there when you talked about um, the self love. Um, it, it sounds most people would not equate, you know, um, growing your own love for yourself um, with optimal health. But the more work you do in these kind of shadow issues and in the emotional spiritual work and tying it to health, the more you realize it is it is maybe the centerpiece of health is self-love. And my own brother, I love my brother so much. God, I have so much love for him. And he won't go take care of stuff that a 55-year-old man needs to take care of. You know, he's having some health breakdowns that you can see. And then I'm, you know, me, you, dad, you know, suggesting to go and and have it looked at and he gets really mad and it's just like, I'm so just, and I can't do anything about it. And, but it's like juxtaposed, like, it's just like, it's a self-love issue. It's like, yeah, just, just like go, I care enough about me that I'm going to, and he's not in all, I'm not suggesting alternative health at all. I'm just suggesting you go get this stuff checked out because I'm worried about him, you know, and some people just don't want to do it. And, I, the more I've been on the journey, the more I realize that it all comes down to self-love, how I am in my marriage, how I am as a father, my health, how I take care of myself is all about how I love myself, honoring God, honoring my own path. Um, I want to be here in this life. I want to see what's going on. I want to contribute and I'm not going to do it if I'm not in good health, right? I have to have, I'm just, I mean, I got a glimpse of it with the pain meds on the shingles and, and I was not worth a shit. And I'm like, thank God, you know, that, that I have good health, that I do have a a good degree of self care and self love, but I just wanted to touch on that. Um, I don't know if you want to say anything about that before we get into the gratitudes, but yeah. Yeah, no, it's, um, um, well, I, I, I think that's it. I think that uh, around the self love it's, but also it's that, 
we think that if we um, uh, can avoid something, then it will go away. And that's yeah, the exact uh, opposite. Yeah, yeah. You know, and so if we think if we hate it, we can hate it away. Um, and so we 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 don't embrace it, and it's the exact opposite. It's right. when you turn towards something um, that you know we think that if we can avoid the confronting the, the you know confronting the painful experience or the pain in our body, then it's going to go away. But there's no way to yeah. heal something and to begin the healing process if you're not able to turn and look towards it. You know, right. and and this is something Good. where I am trying to you know I I I've been working on my back and working out this whole year, and um, my back feels feels better than ever. Um, but I'm not losing my weight, you know? And so I want to get really angry with my body, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just like, and I, you know, kind of almost like hatred, like, Oh, this, this fat, Oh, it's ugly. And it's just like, you know, I just, I stop myself and I'm like, no, Oh, yeah. I know what I was going to say. Um, I'm like, no, I'm like, I got to live it. I realized the other day, I'm like, I got to live in this body for the next 50 years. Yeah. <laughs> like, I got to be good to it. Got to love it. Yeah. I got 50 more years in this thing, you know? And I'm like, I got to love it. I got to be good to it. We got to work in partnership because yeah. I see what it's like. Like you said, those pharmas on you, you were, you were a ghost, you yeah. know? And I saw my dad do that and I do not want to go down that road. And so instead the opposite is to embrace and love and you know say okay we're in partnership here how do we do this and that is where then you know i can have a different body so i'm i'm two sizes bigger than i want to be right now but i can sure. also bench press you know 90 pounds yeah yeah exactly <laughs> well, I, say, I, I i often say to people or you know i could pull that i'm like that mom that they talked about that can you know pulls the buick off of her kid so in case a buick falls on you i'm pretty confident i can pull that i can chuck it up off of somebody if they need it in an emergency that's good that's good well let's give some gratitudes um i'll go first to give you a chance to kind of catch your breath i'll just say a few things i'm probably saying something in the outro as well. Um, but we're just, this is coming out, uh, just a couple days before Thanksgiving. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just, I love Thanksgiving. I, I, I've started to take time off in between Thanksgiving and the new year. And I just love that I can kind of decompress, give thanks. Um, and I'm just really grateful for my family. Uh, I'm really grateful for you, Lisa, for what you provide um, in my life. Um, I'm grateful for my parents that they're still alive and I get Mm -hmm. to see them. Uh, I'm grateful for my brother, um, for my Patriot friends uh, that have embraced me and supported me in this, in this kind of strange transition that I found myself in the past couple of years. And I just feel really supported. Uh, And I'm grateful for my health. God, I'm grateful for my health. I'm so um grateful that i i have a core of understanding of it and that god has given me the wherewithal to study it and to really optimize as best i can um and yeah i'm just i'm grateful for lucas and for having a uh, a roof over our head and good food to eat um i'm just really looking forward to this season and celebrating with you and uh and with everyone so yeah mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you know, same, all of the above. And um, I mean, I'm really grateful for my relationship with God and my higher self. Mm-hmm. And um, and so that, 
to, to continue to guide me every single day and every single moment. Um, because it's still, I feel like I'm a lot of times I'm still, I am kind of lost in the forest by myself. It's dark. Um, but every time, every moment I, I give that up and then it's like all of a sudden there's the next breadcrumb. So I'm really grateful for that guidance. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Um, I'm so grateful for, uh, for the, our partnership, you know, and that our, our, uh, unending support for one another, um, and that we really see each other mm -hmm. and, um, and support each other on our journey, you know, how that's all the twists and turns that that's been for the last 26 years, plus dating. You always want to add on the yeah. dating. 29 just, years. I know. Together. You just make me feel older. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, everything, the family and uh, my cats, I love oh, yeah. my kitty cats. I'm um, oh, yeah. really grateful for them. Um, and yeah, my body and for what I'm, you know, to, to be able to just continue to, 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 to strive to be that, to have that, that vibrancy and vitality and, um, and however that, that looks. So, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, thanks for coming on, Lisa. Uh, always great to chat with you. I love it when we can get the microphone in front of you and get your insight and your wisdom on on these topics. And just thank you for your partnership. Thanks for coming on and taking time. Really appreciate it. And really looking forward to uh, the holidays with you. Yeah, you you know where to find me. I do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Typically thanks. about two feet away from you. Yeah, exactly. All right, babe. Thanks. <laughs> All right, bye. Well, I hope you enjoyed that time with the always insightful Lisa Rizak. The book she mentioned that is so good is called The Secret Language of the Body by Ina Segal. Highly recommended. And I also want to wish my father, Ken, a happy birthday. Happy birthday, Dad. Looking forward to seeing you on Thanksgiving. And I would like to wish all you base campers out there happy Thanksgiving. And beyond that, I would like to set an intention and offer a prayer that the coming year is full of good health and new insights in how to achieve the great vitality and health that we're all inherently capable of. Thank you for listening, Base Campers, and we'll see you around the fire next week. If you find value in our show and wish to show us some love, we are now making that very easy to do. You simply go to www.basecampformen.com and click on Donate Support Base Camp. You'll find an easy way to make either monthly donations for as little as $5 a month, or you can donate just once. We love the monthly donation and hope to build this up over the coming months, but any show of support is greatly appreciated, honestly. Thank you for your support and for helping to keep Base Camp as a resource on your hero's journey. That's our show for today. Thank you for listening. Men, good luck in all your endeavors and good luck on your hero's journey. This is Tony Rezac and you're listening to Base Camp for Men.